Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Ryan Tubridy Show. On Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Ryan Tuberty Show with Paddy Power Games. Great to have you back because we have so much to discuss. On this week's episode, we speak to Countdown's Dictionary Corner Queen, Susie Dent, who helps the listeners and myself get to the bottom of our pronunciation predicaments. I ask the listeners for their help with my next weekend away to Yorkshire, probably. The Ryan Tuberty Show. On Virgin Radio. What a pleasure it is now to try and get to the bottom of so many conundrums in people's lives regarding what and how to pronounce certain words. She, the lady waiting for, for by, by the phone now, is the doyenne of Dictionary Corner, the Viscountess of Verbiage, the Wonder Woman of Words. It's Susie Dent. Susie, good morning and welcome. Thank you, Ryan. I've never been called the Viscountess of Verbiage. I love that. You're so welcome. It's the only V I could make to match with an alliterative <laughs> sense. It, it's a bit out there. It's a bit uh, of a stretch, but I was hoping you wouldn't mind, but you did notice. I'm but taking it. You're taking it. it. Well, pl- <laughs> what a pleasure to talk to you and thanks for being with us today. I mean, obviously, uh, you were uh, in every newspaper last week, thanks to the, I suppose, very... Um, democratic approach you gave to the pronunciation of scone versus scone by which you seem to suggest whatever gets you through the dinner time (laughs) yes you know this was um i I didn't i didn't exactly go uh public deliberately with this i just it was a a little kind of postscript in an article (laughs) that i wrote um where i i said essentially that um of all the questions that i get asked during my theater tour this is the one that I, I literally I've done 68, 69 shows and there's not been one where I haven't been asked Amazing. what is the correct pronunciation of this word. Um, and it's not just me being democratic, right? Because it's it's the dictionary. And actually, if you look online, you can find some brilliant um, pronunciation maps, which will show you exactly who goes for scone and who goes for scone. <laughs> um, you can see where they are. Because I know from, so I, you, you might not have gathered this, but I'm from Ireland. And <laughs> if you can imagine, here I am in, in London, and I'm talking to people and definitely you can tell who's from where by the scone. So the Irish is a scone, the English, uh, the British is a scone. Is a scone. Uh, so mm. tell me more about this mapping. I'm intrigued. Oh, yeah, it's really interesting. So um, scone tends to be associated with the north of England. Okay. Um, and scone is associated more with the south. And I think there's, there's kind of all sorts of social overtones here as well or undertones. Uh, so people think that scone is a bit more refined. But I think there's also been a bit of a backlash to that. And, and the, word, the name that I hear all the time is hyacinth bouquet. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> is that it sounds a little bit, and this is what I always say in my show, it sounds as if you're trying a little bit too hard to me. But then I also temper that by saying that etymologically, the scone thing is a bit closer to the original because it's from the Dutch and German schönbrot, which means fine bread. Uh, originally wow. so schön and scone is a little bit closer than the scone bit but i i've always gone for scone even though i'm in, i come from the south now i'm going to suggest that you gave the real answer to the question you, compared to last week where you went 50 50 i think you've you've tipped the scales you've gone 60 40 you've gone 60 40 <laughs> i would even hazard 70 30 towards scone because of the as you say etymological uh, and linguistic weight offered from Germany or what have you. Anyway, that's I don't want to put you in a, in a corner. You're already in enough trouble as it is in a manner. <laughs> I know, I have no idea. It, I, I don't know if you watch a show called Only Connect uh, on a Monday night, but... Yes, Victoria, she's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, you know, you, you, I thought you mightn't want to watch it because you, you're obviously involved in, 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 in your own programme, Countdown, and you might go, oh, I couldn't bear to watch another thing. But you know oh, the programme. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. when they asked, one of our listeners was, was curious to know about the pronunciation of... You know, they, they you pick a the icon and it's horned viper or horned viper they always say horned viper have you any thoughts on the horned versus the horn oh, wow okay so this is a new one on me um but as i was um telling mary your lovely producer i'm yes. never without a dictionary so i'm going to look it up now oh lovely uh, for you and see oh it doesn't give the pronunciation so that's a bit annoying um <laughs> okay well genuinely i have no idea i don't think i've heard horned well, I suppose um, if you think of let's let's riff on this for a second. If you said somebody is a very learned person, you don't say they're yes. a very learned person. So it's yes. a hard ed. I, maybe that might help us uh, in uh, towards a, a solution to that one. Yeah, I mean, I like horned viper because it sounds vaguely Anglo-Saxon, yes. uh, which is nice. Um, and I am just looking it up in the OED now because I have lots of different um, dictionaries on your fingertips. So you can, yeah, yeah, I do. So um, you can keep talking to me about other things. I will, I will, because I've got to come to you okay. in a second. As you're looking it up uh, gently and, and deftly, uh, we are going to ask you about schedule versus schedule I have strong feelings yes. on this so I'm not going to I tend to call it as I see it and then everyone else can either follow or mock so I would say schedule for me I like a schedule a garden shed a man's schedule uh, and I wouldn't be a scheduled person so do you want to go back to the Hornet Viper and answer that yeah I now? can go back to the Hornet let's Viper let's go there and, and we'll come back yes you're not going to like me because I, I looked it up in the OED and it gives both but actually the first one that it gives is Hornet yeah, I'm going to go uh, there. Then it, so it offers both. I suspect horned is the uh, more modern version. Um, and you will find, you know, pronunciation is as open and vulnerable to evolution as um, anything, as vocabulary, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's no surprise that we are changing things normally to make it a little bit easier for our um, for our tongues. But uh, yeah, so horned is absolutely given that. I like that. I think I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, if that, I ever get to talk about horned viper. Well, you might end up, you could be, you know, a celebrity contestant on Only Connect, which happens occasionally. You'd be perfect for it. Uh, schedule, <laughs> schedule or schedule, okay. Susie? Yes. So, all right. So, again, we have a bit of a mixed bag here. Um, so, the dictionary will give both. Okay. Uh, schedule is traditionally the British version and schedule the American version. Yes. A lot of people will pick you up on schedule. But having said that, etymologically speaking, mm. it actually goes back to a Greek word that had a hard K. It yeah. meant a papyrus leaf. Um, and then it moved to Latin, where a scheduler was a slip of paper. And it was because of the French, really, that we decided to soften um, oh. soften the, the C. And that happens so 
often in lots of different ways. So when we um, berate the Americans for such words as fall, for example, I would always say, well, actually, that was our word for autumn um, before we came to autumn. And it was only when the Normans came over in 1066 and French was suddenly cool and fashionable that we decided, no, we're going to go for l'automne. We're going to go for autumn. Um, so very often it's, a, it's a, you know, it's taste, it's fashion. Um, and, you know, language is, uh, again, susceptible to that as, as anything. It's, it's, so, it's, it's uh, let's, let's, let's have a nerd out and, and, and say it's kind of capricious and peripatetic. It's very capricious and, and that's why it's wonderful and capricious actually looks back to a really odd uh, what's got a very odd origin because it goes back to an Italian word for hedgehog head um, and if the idea of being capricious was that your hair was standing on end and you were actually a little bit scared and then that might keep, make you add a little bit strangely so oh, I that's love that. a lovely tale yeah. oh, I love that um, uh, weirdly the, the listener's name is D as in short for Deirdre and she yeah. wants to ask about delicious or versus delicious or delightful versus delightful uh, yeah. it's, it's almost like a, a D apostrophe versus a D-E-E uh, yeah. you know where I'm going with that I do and um, I think the emphasis now is on the delicious rather than the D I think um, but Again, it's a movable feast. I know. I know. People look to the dictionary to be their firm, um, to give the firm smack of linguistic government, and you know, for us to say this is the right one and this is yeah. the wrong. But that's not how it works. And um, another thing that I love doing is to take a straw poll if ever I'm with yeah. a, um, an audience and ask them how they pronounce things like mischievous, because so many people are now saying mischievous, um, and that's one on the move for sure. So, um, what's I the say what's, sorry to to to, uh, to cut across. What's the polling like in your in your um, talks on mischievous versus mischievous? Okay, so it depends where I am. It's a little bit regional, but more often than not, it's generational. So um, oh. people under thirty tend to be going for mischievous. Um, and they're putting a, 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 another I in there, although not spelling it with another I and spelling and, and sound divorced centuries ago. Um, but what is really interesting is I think they're doing it because there aren't many Ivus words that are familiar to us these days. Um, but there is devious. Um, and I had a police officer come up to me after the, the end of one of my shows and say that her colleagues is talk, are talking about grievous bodily harm. They're doing the same thing. <laughs> so we gravitate to what we're familiar with. But honestly, Ryan, we have been doing this for centuries. Yeah. So it's not an example of English going to the dogs. It's something that we have done. It's throughout. evolution. I mean, it, 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 this is. Yeah. It, it, I, I get the sense you're sort of a literary libertarian. Like you allow all comers, uh, as long as people are speaking and reading and looking at words and examining them, that you're happy enough as long as yeah, these that's, words are... Yeah, that's what lexicographers do. I think John Humphreys, uh, the broadcaster once, called me the hippie chick of language. And I'm not <laughs> sure if it was very complimentary. But yes, we, we chart the evolution of language. And if that means putting literally in to mean anything but literally, as in I literally died laughing, then that's what we'll do because that's how it's being used. So you can't campaign for something to be put in the dictionary or for it to be changed. It's only through democratic usage that that will happen. Dictionary dilemma. If somebody turns around, as happened last week in, in, a, in a message, a man and wife, and the wife always says when somebody makes a slip that says one word instead of another, that they and maybe the more intentional word comes out. She called it a fraudulent slip. Now, in, he <laughs> laughed and said it's Freudian. Now, imagine they were on a first date, and she said, "Oh gosh, sorry about that. I always make those fraudulent slips." What should somebody do on the other side of that conversation who knows it's clearly wrong? Do they? Yes. You know, not they should. And you don't know. There's no definitive answer. Just curious about your thoughts. Do you correct? 
do you and, and end the date or do you um, roll with it never and, see them again and never, or um, roll with it and go I couldn't be with this person for the rest of my life saying fraudulent slip and it's going to be, give me a little twitch every time they say it so where are you oh, on that Susie? That's what they call a beige flag isn't it? It is a I beige think, flag it's, it could be even a red one now for nerds like us but go on Well it could be uh, well Actually, I've got. I have two approaches to this. One is I would call it out and say, "Do you know what? I really love that. That's really sweet. That's called an egg call, and where we get things slightly wrong. But I love the idea of fraudulent slips. So I'd make a thing of it. Um, and or, or I would wait a few beats and then use a Freudian slip in a sentence. Yes, and, yes, yes, uh, yes. And do it softly that way without picking them up. So it kind of depends on the person. But yeah, um, yeah I'm I'm not a strict disciplinarian and. You know, my my kids are always saying H, and actually, I think they're probably the same as Julius as well. And um, it doesn't, you know, we all have our own bugbears. It just means yeah. that we care about language. But I, I don't tend to pick people up on things. Have a listen to this voice note from uh, Paul because uh, he has something he wants to ask you. I always get pulled up for how I say the colour turquoise, or as <laughs> I say it, and always have done turquoise. I'd love to know your opinion on that. Now, Susie. Turquoise oh versus turquoise. What do you say? Um, I say uh, turquoise. So do I. Turquoise. That's fine. That I answers that question. No, that's it. That's it. We're done. That's fine. Is that it? That's it. No, there's um, no point in, in, in defending it. I actually like that because what he's doing is he's taking it from, so he's making it sound French. Turquoise. Almost turquoise. turquoise. <laughs> um, which is which is quite cool. Um, but I remember uh, this debate actually was, I think it was on a, a BBC programme and uh, they agreed to differ in the end, which I think is what you have to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate that. Caribbean versus Caribbean. Do you care? Um, no, one's definitely US, but as I always stick up for American English, I don't really mind. Caribbean's got a bit of exotic touch to it, but I would always go Caribbean. So would I. That's um, interesting you should say that. I thought it was very much a, an, an English way of saying Car- Carib- Caribbean or Caribbean. But Caribbean, I think, is, is American. We'll take um, it. Yes. Um, last one. Do you miss, I mean, are you a hard copy dictionary lover or is digital okay <laughs> for you? Where, where are you? I'm just sure you're asked that a bit, but I, I'm, I'm intrigued to know. Well, on Countdown, quite a few years ago now, we moved from yeah. the um, hard copy to the laptop. And there was a lot of, oh, I can't believe it. And, you know, people saying, well, what actually are you looking at on there? And I'm still looking at the Oxford Dictionaries online. But, of course, online dictionaries are updated much more rapidly than print ones now. So what we didn't want to happen is for a word mm. that is, you know, fairly recent to come up for me to have to disallow it. Yes. So that's why we moved. Um, I look at the Oxford English Dictionary online every single day. I have got got the 20 volume set on my shelves wow. but I rarely look at them actually but then for reading I would uh, you know reading for pleasure I would never look at a screen I would always have the book um, with me so it's it's yeah it's kind of different I think a sort of pleasurable read rather than a, a quick consultation although I do get entirely lost in the Oxford English Dictionary um, I still have the printed volume on cats 8 out of 10 cats just countdown which is nice because I used to think that my one skill in life was to be the quickest dictionary flicker in the West. Yes. And suddenly I didn't have to do that anymore. I really was quite quick by the end. I, I, want, uh, I want to talk to you so much more because I have a little dictionary beside my bed and if I stuck for a word, I'd reach for that. It's tiny, but it's old. And I, because well, if, if I reach for... Go on. You taught me the word Cicerone. So um, uh, Mira told me about that you had to recently discovered I had to look this. it up. 
Yes, well, I would too, because I was thinking, I don't know this either. So thank you for teaching me that word. Oh, my goodness, what an honour. I mean, I, I learned it. it was it's, it's a guide in a museum or a tour. I didn't know this. And it comes from Cicero, yes. apparently. I had to look it up. But if I picked up my phone to look it up at dictionary.com, I would end up going, oh, I've got an email. And there's a what's happened. I'll be gone. Whereas with the dictionary, you look up the word, you put it down, you go back to your book. Exactly. Um, I'm just, just going to add one really nerdy random fact Please. about Cicero, which is that some people think that Cicero um, took his name from uh, the Latin for chickpea because he had a sort of um, wart on his nose. You see, this is why we love you, oh, Susie. Uh, uh, you're, 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 you're a perfect guest for this programme. Um, love talking to you. Maybe come in someday in the next couple of months if you're passing through London Bridge. We'd love to see you and we'll, we'll try that it out. Yeah, I'd love that. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Congratulations. Uh, by the way, interesting stories about Curious Words. What a beautiful book for any word nerd listening this oh, morning. It's, it's an essential hard copy version for their shelves, of course. <laughs> Susie Dan, what a pleasure to talk to you. Have a great Monday. Likewise, Ryan. Thank you, Andy. Bye for Take now. Care. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
The Ryan Tubridy Show on Virgin Radio. All right, now, what have we got to say to you? Well, I'm, so I live near the the zebra crossing from the cover of Abbey Road, obviously, and near the studios, the Abbey Road studios, and I, I, it just doesn't get old. As I, I posted a little thing of me walking by the zebra crossing this morning on Instagram. You can have a look at it, Insta Tubridy. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, the point being that it was... Uh, uh, the, the amount of commentary on it that has come in, that is so lovely. I just want to say thank you to all those lovely people who just said, God, you look so happy. You're beaming. I can sense it. And you know what? You can't fake it. Isn't that funny? I could have, you could do Instagram. It can, is, is probably the more realistic one. Twitter X is just, it just feels really unpleasant. Someone said it's like the Times Square. It's not. It's like the stocks. Um, uh, whereas Instagram is it's just aesthetically more pleasing place to be, I think, and People can read a sense of it if you're, you know, making it up or if, you, if it's if it's authentic. And, you know, I am smiling because I'm. I just I bounce into work. I I really love it. And Chris is Chris Evans, who's on before us here, is has the 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 baton of of positivity, and it's contagious in a really good way. So it's great. So thank you very much. <laughs> the question was and has been positive. Are you? Do you want me to answer this question? <laughs> How miserable were you? It was pretty bad. I'll be honest. <laughs> Anything was going to be better after that. No, but it, it is it is a joy. So you can uh, check it out if you wish, uh, because it's all coming from a true, authentic, real place. Uh, our our show's a podcast now. They, they, they've got it together, and the Ryan Tuberty show is available as a podcast. It will be dropping an episode every Friday with the best bits from the week. You can just search for the Ryan Tuberty show wherever you get your podcasts. And loving the WhatsApp notes. Keep them coming. It is Friday, so this is a good day for a note, because you're all in good form, and you can just record it into... Here's the number, you ready? Plus double four, triple three, double zero, triple three, double zero. Lash it into your phone, keep it there forever and keep the notes coming. We've got one now from Judith. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Big shout out to Kevin, please. He's eight and he's home on the couch, feeling sorry for himself. Oh. It's a couch in Calpol Day. If you could <laughs> please play something upbeat from a cartoon movie, he'd love that just to help him feel better. Uh, thanks, Mill. Bye. Oh, you're welcome, Judith. Um, I have two sisters, Rachel and Judith, and I'll be seeing them uh, today. I'm looking forward to seeing them so much. Um, that's great. So thank you, Judith. So Kevin on the couch. Okay, we need to talk about Kevin on the couch. And what can we say? He wants a cartoon song. Well, look, we'll see what we can do. But what I will say is sending Kevin all the love and a big hug from all of us here uh, at the top of the tower. And you know what? It's so nice to hear kids are still watching cartoons. I loved cartoons. Now, I would have started off at the base. Mr. Men, you know. Mr. Small went to shop. Could I have some sausages? Would you like some sausages? Loved Mr. Small, uh, Mr. Ben, of course, from Festive Road. And then, when my own children became, were started watching TV, I became obsessed. And still, I'm a big fan of SpongeBob SquarePants. I think he captures the essence of what's good and goofy about life. Brilliant. And we've all, we all know a Squidworth. And we all know Mr. Krabs. Money, 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 money. You know, we just, these these are more than just cartoons. They're life lessons. It's like Star Trek. They're, there's more to them. And then Adventure Time has to be the trippiest cartoon. of I, Any merchandise from Adventure Time. I used to buy the kids. I know, don't want any. No, it's not for you. These mugs. and the, If you want to go to another planet without drugs, watch Adventure Time. You can have a cup of tea and you will trip Trip, trip. I mean, long before, long after. Just go there. It's what. I, and then, if you want another really good, because I keep hearing um, uh, Kenny Loggins and uh, Footloose. If you want to hear Mr. Pops in re- the regular show, right? Regular show is another cartoon. Mr. Pops is it's it's utterly surreal. So if you've got a real absurd, surreal, oddball sense of humor, 
these are these are your cartoon recommendations. Regular show, Adventure Time, and even the ones from the seventies and eighties, like Mr. Ben, Rainbow, which was uh, also it wasn't quite a cartoon, but you know there were there were good fun TV shows as kids. Bod, Bod, there was an, that Nat was seriously odd. She was a Bod ball, but that's that's just uh, that's all because Kevin started that conversation with cartoons. They take you where you need to go. They were there. Watching a cartoon is as good as reading a book. I'm telling you. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. And lots of love for York on the line. Thank you for that. Emma, good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm really good. How are you over there? And where are you? I'm in um, Gloucestershire. Yes. I'm full of a stinking cold, though, so it's probably good that we're talking on the phone and I not know, in No, I know. If the idea of you spluttering around me with your cold is going around, though, everyone has it. Are you, are you looking after yourself? Are you okay? I'm keeping out of mischief, fortuitously. <laughs> Where are you, or what are you working at if you weren't dying at home with a cold? Oh, I'm actually a nurse. Oh, and lovely. I was due to be on duty today, but because I've been unwell, it's quite fortuitous that I'm listening to the radio, because otherwise I wouldn't have heard this. Well, here we are. And, and tell I me, know. what are we going to talk about? So, luck would have it that York is my absolute favourite place in the in the world. Amazing. Um it's absolutely beautiful and I know that you've got children as well That's and right. it might well be something that they will quite enjoy too. Yes. It's a really interesting city. It's got a lot of history so if, if you like that, there's a Minster which is a beautiful building. Yes. Um, and could be referred back to your awesome bus. It's um, is it amazing. That, is, it that am- is, it, is it amazing or awesome now? We've got to get this right, Emma. Oh, I know, the pressure, the pressure. <laughs> I, I reckon that we could say it, it was awesome. I mean, Great. thinking that it was built by people in their hands rather than machinery yeah. stunning visually. Great. And it's got a lot of history. There's um, a lot of um, information um, in the Jorvik Centre, which is Vikings. So that's quite interesting. Yeah. But also, my fav- two favourite places are the Shambles, yes. which are cobbled streets full of independent shops. Lovely. And it looks like Diagon Alley from Harry Potter. Oh, I know so, exactly what you're talking about. I love it. Yeah, yeah. you paint a great picture. Okay, the shambles, which is, sounds like yeah. it could be a description of anyone's life at some point. But it's yeah, a great, and, yeah. And you can do this thing called a cat tour. You don't have to pay any money. Okay. But lots of cats are hidden in shop roofs and windows. Hmm. And you've got to see if you can see them all, which is, is, is quite fun. Um, and it's free if you're on a budget. Yeah. Um, and also, my absolute favourite is Betty's Tea Room. Yes. It's an Art Nouveau building just off the shambles. If you like any baked wares, that is your place to go to. Oh, 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 oh. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I love cakes. I love, I, love, oh. I, I love a good Danish pastry or scone, whatever. I love cake. So I, I just have a picture now in front of me of the shambles, and I want to be there immediately. Well... I know that you said you like Danish. However, perhaps I could tempt you with a Betty special. They do something called a fat rascal. And the best way I could describe it is it's a cross between a scone and a biscuit. And it's circular. Yeah. And it's got like currants and some mild spices through it. I'm all in. I'm all in for this. I'm looking at a picture and it looks delicious and you can make funny faces with them and everything. This is Um, great. Well, it's got a face on it, actually. It's got two big glacier cherries for an eye. Yes. And then a cute little smile made out of almonds. And it's the best thing with a cup of tea that you'll ever have. I'm I'm willing to 
to rate it that highly. Did you call it Fat Rascal? Is that what you did yeah. I hear that correctly? Oh, I, I, I've never heard. This is such an education for me. This is why I love. This is why I love the fact, the fact that we're talking about it because I'm learning and I'm hungry and I'm going to be eating something delicious when I go to York. Okay. It will blow your mind. I'm, I'm prepared to go that far. Oh my goodness! I mean, the expectations are enormous, but I'm also I have a voracious appetite despite my slight figure. I am ready to go, Emma. Thank you for your time. I hope you heal well and get back to work. And they're lucky to have you at the hospital. Mind yourself and see you soon. Bless you. Safe travels, Kate. Yeah, thanks a million. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. That was lo- I really enjoyed it. Now I know. Now I know. The Ryan Tuberty Show on Virgin Radio. So thank you for listening. I will see you again soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.